0: how does God relate to our imperfections, our failings? God, he doesn't care whether we err or not. He's made his delusion. He knows we're going to make mistakes. And so he doesn't judge us for it. God created everything. We are his dream. And uh, actually, God created Satan. And so he gave us all the reasons to... So what is Satan? Satan is that aspect of the creator which pushes everything outward into manifestation, into creation. In fact, there isn't any creation, it's just a manifestation. And uh, we, we are bound to make mistakes as long as we're in delusion. So he doesn't get angry with us for being in delusion. The thought of a heavenly father who judges us and hates us because he He doesn't hate anything. But you can say in a sense that he hates sin, because God is the power that draws everything back toward himself. Satan is that power which tries to keep everything in manifestation. And without those two opposing forces, the universe itself wouldn't exist. So that dynamic tension is what keeps it all Yes, yes. And there has to be, there has to be an outward flow for there to be creation, for there to be a manifestation. It's the wind on the surface of the ocean which is completely calm. But when the wind comes, the ocean divides itself on the surface into waves. And in those waves, there are ups and downs. It's the duality that makes this universe possible. You mentioned something I'd like you to clarify. Satan, God created Satan, but he's not equated with Maya, is he? God decided, you know, I think of it this way. This is my personal explanation, but I think it's a good one. Why did God create the universe? I think that the definition of God classically in India is Satchitananda. Scholars will say that means existence, consciousness, bliss, which doesn't mean very much. Yogananda said God is ever-existing, ever-conscious bliss. Then he added to that ever-existing, ever-conscious, ever-new bliss. It's that ever-new aspect of bliss that makes him want to express himself. The nature of bliss is to want to express itself. And so I think it's just the nature of the creation to sometimes want to bring itself into manifestation. At any rate, that uh, impulse to create, to manifest, is the satanic influence. And it's, there's nothing wrong, there's nothing satanic about it, except from our point of view. From God's point of view, if a tiger eats something, um, even if it's a human being, it's not committing a sin, it's its nature to kill, to eat. There isn't anything bad or good. Those are all relative terms. For us, what is bad is that which takes us further into outward manifestation. If I am uh, unkind to people, that takes me into affirming that I'm different from other people. It takes me into affirming uh, lack of love, indifference, hatred even. If I take from other people that takes me away from bliss because it shrinks my consciousness. Anything that I do at whatever level of evolution I have reached that will take me further into delusion or separate consciousness will be satanic. Anything that I do will be good if it takes me toward him. So that if um, Jesus Christ had woken up one morning and said, I'm sick and tired of serving humanity, I want to go out and become a millionaire. Even materialists would have said he's fallen. But if a lazy fellow were to get off his his bed of ease one day and said, I'm going to go out and become a millionaire, even saints would say he's doing a good thing. Because relative to where we are, some things are good, some things are bad. So that in a sense, even a master is doing something uh, taking him outward by helping people. But that is not a binding kind of thing. There are such things as desireless desires. I can have a desire to help you. This is a desireless desire. Uh, a bad desire is that which strengthens the ego. Swamiji, you mentioned human nature, sort of contrasting it to an animal's nature. What what would you describe as human nature then? Human nature and when you reach, see evolution is God has manifested everything out of his consciousness, which means that even the rocks are conscious to a certain extent. You couldn't sit down and play a game of chess with a rock, <laughs> but it has a certain level of consciousness without which it couldn't exist. Everything is a, is a dream of consciousness. That's how in your dream you can see a rock, but that rock is a product of your consciousness. And so um, evolution basically is all trying to come back to its consciousness. There's that impulse of consciousness and of conscious bliss in everything. And on the lower levels, I wrote a story called The Time Tunnel. And in this time tunnel, you can go forwards and backwards in time. And there's a time in a future age when people are much more advanced. And in that age, this friend comes back in a UFO, which is not a UFO, but an IFO, (laughs) identified. (laughs) But uh, um, he talks of having been on a planet where people are much closer to God than they are in this world. And the work that they do is trying to lift lower forms. And he says he saw a little child trying to give, trying to make a little worm feel blissful, feel the bliss of its nature. And it sort of rises up and shivers. <laughs> and you, you, could, you could almost see it trying to smile. But this is, uh, the level of bliss at that, le, at that low level is very small. What we see in evolution, it's far more valid than Darwin. Darwin only gave us the mechanics And even that didn't completely work. I mean, what if there's a struggle for survival, what could be more fit to survive than a rock? Worms have have been around for hundreds of millions of years. They don't need something more to survive than just to be a worm. There's more to it than that. It's that search for self-consciousness. Consciousness Consciousness first and self-consciousness second. You know, science talks about making, human, making computers so conscious that someday they'll have computer rights. They'll campaign for, human, for, for uh, voting rights and so on. Of course, that's ridiculous. Uh, you, what could be simpler than a worm? And yet it's obviously conscious. It has two things that science can never put into anything. F- consciousness, feeling, self-consciousness and feeling. A worm knows it's I. I'm being pinched or pricked by a pin. I want to get away from that pain. And so life evolves upward to more and more levels of refinement until finally on the human level we are consciously self-conscious. Animals are to some extent, but not so much, not nearly so much as human beings animals feel pain, but not nearly so much as we do. And the more advanced people are, the more they feel this pain. Uh, A a savage doesn't feel pain as much, somebody who's close to the animal level of evolution. But as you become refined, you begin to see, and this is good in a sense, because in a very important sense, when you know that you're the one suffering, then you're the one who has to work to get out of it. Animals don't think of finding who they really are, but human beings can reach that level where they want to know who they are, why they're here, and that question drives them to finally understanding the source of life in themselves and in all life. But Swamiji, the saying, to err is human, seems to be a description of human nature, but then you seem to be contradicting that. Well, I would say that to err is possible for a human being, that it is not possible for a man, for, for a donkey, let's say, because there's nothing wrong in what a donkey does, whereas we know that we can go up or down. And it's human, but it's not the evolved human, it's the unevolved human. Swamiji, we use a very small percentage of our brains. That's what science says. That's what science says. So we are self-conscious, but there must be a lot more potential. We have to We have to discover our potential. You know, there are powers in man. They call them the, the siddhis in India. But people can develop the power to levitate, to become infinitely heavy. You know, in Garabando, those little children who saw the Virgin Mary and so on, men picked up this little, tried to pick up this little child and couldn't do so. Strong men. Later, they were able easily to pick them up. But when they had that experience, they suddenly had achieved a level of weight that even strong men couldn't. There are amazing powers in human nature, when we have devo- evolved to that point, and to be able to see the future, to be able to see the past, to be able to read people's minds, all these capacities are within us. There's nothing miraculous really in the universe. It's just the operation of subtler levels of awareness. This Baba kanat was a great saint in India. He lived 300 years, and uh, He wanted to pass his powers to some worthy person. He saw this young yogi sitting by the Ganges in meditation. He materialized to him. And he said, self-importantly, I'm Baba Garokanath. The young yogi said, is that so? (laughs) And he didn't expect that. But he said, I've seen that it's time for me to leave my body. And I've condensed these eight powers into eight pellets of mud. And if you will hold these, those powers will be transferred into you and you you will have them yourself. The young man said, are these mine to do with as I please? Said, yes, I've given to you. So he threw them in the Ganges. Babagorokanath was outraged. He said to me, it took me 300 years to develop these powers. And this young Muyoki looked at him and calmly said, in delusion yet, Gorokanat?" Mm-hmm. And then Babagorokanath understood, even the powers are just a delusion. Is only working higher levels, but as long as you're using powers, you still have ego. Our job is to get out of the ego. And so he did reach liberation because he was close to it then. But uh, um, God created everything. The more closer you are to him, the more you have his powers. It's a natural thing. Remember, you are God or it would be more accurate to say, God is you and you have no other reality. Just as you can't say really that the wave is the ocean, but you can say that the, wa- the entire reality of that wave is the ocean. The ocean has become all of its waves.